There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. If there is that nagging feeling in the back of your mind where you're not quite happy with where you are, just sit with that because that can actually be a really, really good and powerful thing. But if you can build a vision for your life and you know where you're going, life has this funny way of actually like taking you there if you do have a clear vision. Until Pablo and I started to get really clear on where we wanted to go, that's when we actually started to realize that yeah, it's pretty amazing. Pablo, what's your next one? Always keep learning, never stop. Otherwise, you're going to be left behind. If you want to enjoy yourself, but you also want to think about long-term investments and things that you can do to pay yourself of the future. My next piece of advice to my younger self is to in this episode we're going through all the best advice that we would give to our younger selves hey friends this is queenie and pablo welcome back to another episode pablo what's your money win well my money win is it was black friday last weekend and i got some birkenstock so there was a really good deal on like birkenstock shoes and i waited i waited and i got a good deal but i went in store to you know check if it was the right size or which one was my size to make sure it will fit. And then I got it online. But is it ethical? I don't know. That's the question I'm asking myself. I mean, you could have bought it in store if it was a, you know, good enough deal, but they weren't on sale. I would have bought it in store, of course, Mm. but it was a better deal online. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I guess it depends. And sometimes stores like do price match online. They do, they do. What's your money win, Queen? My money win is I got this cardigan and I've been waiting for like a really long time, maybe a couple of months because I wanted something. I've got a jacket that's a bit too warm and I've got like this kind of like half kind of like denim jacket that is a bit too cold. So I wanted one in between. And yeah, I found this really nice jacket, uh, not jacket, sorry, a really nice cardigan. And I waited and I waited and I waited till Black Friday and it went on sale and it was $100 off. And it was an expensive purchase. Like it was, it was a pricey cardigan, but I love it so much. I've already worn it twice and it's only been like, I don't know, maybe three days or something. So yeah, definitely going to get my cost per wear out of this cardigan. I'm yeah, excited. Cost per wear is going down. <laughs> it sure is. It sure is. Just remember that anything that we talk about in this podcast is general and doesn't constitute personal financial advice. You can read our full financial services guide in my description. We would also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of our land and we extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. The very first piece of advice that I would give my younger self is to build a vision of what you would like your life to look like. And I saw this really interesting quote in this book that we're reading now. It's called Buy Back Your Time. And I just love this quote, like this particular point in the book. And it's basically that, I forgot the exact quote, but if you don't build a vision for your life or a plan or a direction of where you're going, you're just going to end up somewhere kind of random. And I completely agree with that because it's like, I I think we've all been through that where we kind of, 
we don't really know what we want, you know, and life will take us basically nowhere if we don't know where we where we want to go. But if you can build a vision for your life and you know where you're going, life has this funny kind of way of actually like taking you there if you do have a clear vision. So I would say building a vision board, even though it kind of felt a bit silly at the beginning, like putting little pictures on a board and I don't know, it seems a bit wish-washy, you know, but it actually is real you know, and I I think it all has to do with just getting clear on what you would like your life to look like and the goals that you would like to achieve. And then, yeah, then you, you will probably end up there. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And I guess it's not just putting it there, but it's like you are reminded of it every single day because you wake up, you see it, you go to bed, you see it. And that really helps. And like you say, with the, the quote that you just mentioned is that if you don't know where you're going, like, it's really likely that you're not going to go where you want to go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, if you jump in a car and you have no direction of where you want to end up, like you're just going to be driving around in circles, you're going to waste some time, and then you're going to be like, what the hell, I just got in the car to go nowhere. You know, that's kind of like how a lot of us live our lives, you know, and until Pablo and I started to get really clear on where we wanted to go, that's when we actually started to realize that, yeah, it's pretty amazing. What about you, Pablo? What's your next one? My next one is actually mindful spending. You know, I think when I was younger, I had like some money coming in and then I was really literally spending it the day after or like a week after. And I was like then waiting another month to spend again and I wasn't really like mindful like uh, I remember there was this one day I was actually like during lunch outside of school and then I found this $100 bill on the floor so I was like oh that's amazing and then the first thing I did was buying an iPod like uh, this old iPod that looked like a USB sticks do you remember? I remember those. Those iPod shuffle and doesn't even show you what music it's playing, but it was like about like a, a less than a hundred euro or something like that. And then I was just calculating it actually for this podcast, how much I would have made if I invested that hundred dollar in Apple. And the numbers are pretty crazy. So let me read it out to you. So this one hundred dollar, it'd be worth three thousand dollar. So this one hundred dollar will be worth three thousand dollar in nowadays after like 17 years. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy because I think also like to keep in mind inflation, like obviously the price of things have also gone up. But when you think about it, $3,000 nowadays, that could buy you like the latest, like most fanciest Apple phone that you can possibly get, like full on specced out and a laptop as well. So it's like, it really does show that by investing our money, making it work for us, it can actually outpace inflation as well. Yeah, it's very interesting. And I guess, I mean, it doesn't mean you're going to invest, it's going to, you know, X many your money, but it's like just to show, put into perspective. So I guess now what I'm trying to do is, you know, like if I have like lots of money coming in at once, maybe I will like spend a half like in things that we can enjoy together and also save half or invest half. So that way it's like, it's best of both worlds. Yeah, that's very true. It's important to treat yourself still. 
you know, but it's nice to have something as well. Because I, I remember the other day I was actually working on the weekend at an event. So yeah, I was working at an event, didn't really have to do it, you know, but I guess Pablo and I wanted to make some extra money for our business. And then after the event, Pablo was like, maybe you should treat yourself, you know, like you should spend maybe like half of that money or like a portion of that money that, you know, you earned on that Saturday where you didn't have to work. And then, you know, we could save the other half for the business. And I was like, yeah, that's true, you know. So I feel like we should all have that kind of mindset. If you do something a bit extra or maybe you get given some money or you find some money like Pablo was lucky enough to, like maybe you could, you know, save half of it and then figure out a way that you can make the other half worth more over, over time, you know, like save it, invest it, or even potentially starting a business. I don't know, just lots of ideas, hey? Yeah, exactly. I guess it's endless possibilities, but at the end of the day, I think what I want to do for, for, for myself is like really spending where my values are and also in the long term, you know, because this iPod like shuffle was good for maybe like two, three years at most, but then like long term, it wasn't that valuable. <laughs> Mm, that's true. And I guess if you have all of your money just going to these things that aren't going to be worth anything over time, it's like you've just got all this junk that <laughs> you don't need anymore and it's kind of old, you exactly. know? Exactly. So I guess it's good balance. You want to enjoy yourself, but you also want to think about long-term investments and things that you can do to pay yourself of the future. Mm, very good point. Very good point. I love that. I love that. Okay, so my next point is that I think when I was younger, I wasn't very happy with the way that my life was going. And I kind of felt a little bit uncomfortable with just being alone and sitting with those uncomfortable feelings. And it really made me realize like there was this point when I was I was in high school and I just wasn't really trying hard in school. I knew I could do a lot better. I wasn't really going to school either. I was kind of like skipping classes, hanging out with the wrong crowd, like you know how it is. And I guess I just deep down, I knew I could do better and I wasn't really happy with where my life was going and the path that I was taking. But instead of sitting with those uncomfortable feelings, I tried to kind of like... I guess escape, you know, I'd always be hanging out with people, always be going out, never being by myself and sitting with the uncomfortable questions that I had in my mind, like, who am I? What do I want out of life? What am I capable of? You know, am I happy with who I am? I, I was just so scared of those questions because I knew that if I would answer all of those uncomfortable questions, I would realize that actually I wasn't happy with who I was and I wasn't happy with where I was going. So I kind of would say to myself back then, you know, like if there is that kind of nagging feeling in the back of your mind where you're not quite happy with where you are, just sit with that, you know, because that can actually be a really, really good and powerful thing because it's better to kind of like mess up, realize you're not at the right place earlier rather than later, you know, rather than having to confront those feelings much later in life, you know. So, yes, that's what I would do. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. And there's this quote, actually another quote, is like easy path, hard life, hard path, easy life. And I think it's exactly what you showed there. It's like, you know, if you don't go into the hard path, then your life is going to be hard eventually because you're trying to make all these easy decisions now just to make it easy now, but then in the future, 
it's going to be much harder, I feel like. Mm, very true. I like that quote. What about you, Pablo? What's the next one? The next one is based on decision-making. And Jeff Bezos actually like put this into plan. So basically, you have like the first type of decision is one-way door. And it's like if you enter the door and make that decision, it's really, really hard to get back to the previous stage. And those decisions that you make, you need to really think about it carefully with pros and cons and, you know, no, not rush them. But then on the other end, you have like two-way doors. So it's like you go in, but you can easily go back. And I feel like in life, most people, including me back in the days, you know, you're, you stay a long time into trying to make decisions on these like two-way doors. And it's just a waste of time because you can always go back. And most of the time, you regret not going forward earlier rather than later. And so now I try to really see, you know, when there is a decision that I can make, is like, is it just quickly identify, is it a type one decision or type two? And then if it's a type two, then try to, you know, go quickly. But also in the type one, like really, if it's the case, what are the pros and cons? Hmm, that's very true. That's very true. Because you can always course correct. If something doesn't work out the way that you want it to, at least you can make the other decision faster, you know? So if you're weighing up two options, you might as well make the one that you can come back from and then decide, okay, well, I'll just do the other one then if that didn't work. Exactly. And now, you know, we're building this budget template and budget tool that we're doing. And basically, it's kind of like a two-way decision. So obviously, we're spending a lot of money, but if it doesn't work out, we could still scale back and do something else and create more content. But it's worth the shot because, you know, it can be really asymmetric risk. While maybe, you know, if we're like doing something else, it might be like a one-way door. Mm, very, very true. And if you would also like to check out our free budget tracker, this is the spreadsheet version. You can check it out down in the show notes below. We have put some extra effort into this one. We have created a version too, and it also has a video with instructions on how to use it. So yeah, check it out. It's completely free. And yeah, excited to share more about our budget tool with you very soon, like Pablo mentioned. So my next point is... Something that I guess I've only really just realized <laughs> recently that it is actually very, very important. So have you heard of the 50, 30, 20 budget? I think we mentioned it in the few podcasts ago, right? Yeah, yeah, we certainly did. And the budget podcast that Pavlo is referring to is actually episode 35. So you can have a look a few episodes back if you want to listen to that one. But I think that over the past couple of years, I've kind of gone from one extreme to the other. So when I was like younger, like Pablo was, and I got my first job, I think I was just spending most of my money on like well, I guess my needs, the things that I actually needed to spend money on. But then also all of my money would just go to fun stuff and all of like the, you know, kind of like fun expenses. And then I kind of got into this phase where I was just like, suddenly I kind of flipped and I was spending all of my money just on like my needs and then like no, no money on my fun expenses. And everything was kind of going towards needs and kind of like the growth and the savings and the investments. And I think recently we have a bit more of a balance these days in our budget. And it just made me realize like how important it is to have that balance, you know, because I feel like it's just, it just makes life 
more fun when you're able to actually enjoy your money and spend your money on things that that you really value and and experiences that you really enjoy without feeling any regret. And I think that what helps me feel less regret when I'm spending money on really fun things and fun experiences and things that my wants essentially is knowing that I still have some money going into my savings and investments every single month, you know, and it's all automated because when I was spending all of my money on just the fun stuff, I just had that kind of nagging feeling at the back of my head that was a bit like, "Mm, is this a good idea? Do you have, you know, savings and investments for the future? You know, what's your future self going to think? So I feel like by having that balance between needs, 50% for needs, 30% for wants and 20% for savings and investments. It is a pretty good rule. And you can always like tweak the calculations based on, you know, what you want to do in your budget. But I think just having, you know, some money that you can spend guilt-free and some money that you're investing and saving consistently, it's just like such a nice feeling. And and also to have your bills covered, you know, it's just, um, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's very good. And it's nice to have like a baseline, you know, obviously, like you said, it doesn't have to be perfect, but it's good to have like a baseline of what looks like, you know, roughly a good budget. And then you can always adjust based on your needs and wants. Exactly, exactly. And something interesting I found as well is like sometimes when we talk to friends or, you know, people that we know, like I I have identified that, you know, some people might be lacking on like spending on the fun things and some people might be lacking spending on like the investment things and you know they'll come to us and they'll be like oh you know like I feel like I'm not really getting ahead with my money well then maybe that could be if you feel like that in the back of your mind well then maybe that means that you might need to relook at your budget and find ways that you can put aside some money comfortably every month into your savings and investments or if you have the other problem which is like you know, you're getting ahead financially, but you're kind of wondering, what even is the point of this? You know, I'm not really having, enjoying myself or having fun. Maybe that's when you can also look at your budget and find out ways that you can either reduce your needs and like your fixed expenses, reduce your investments. And so you do have a bit more money to allocate towards the fun stuff that makes life worth living. So yeah, highly recommend checking it out. That's very true. And weren't you mentioning over the weekend that your dad actually is lacking in spending money for himself? Yeah, yeah. That's something that I have realized. And I've kind of already always known this and he has too. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Like he's very open about this. But I gave him a call the other day and I was like, Dad, I feel like you need to enjoy yourself more and you need to set aside some money to enjoy yourself a bit more because I I see him, you know, it's not like he is is content with his life and he's very happy, you know. I guess when I see him, I can see that he's a, a bit sad, a bit bored, you know, and um, and all I want for him is to be able to feel 
I don't know, the, the joy of life and like going out with a friend and, and grabbing lunch, you know, like it's those little things that you don't have to even spend very much money and there are ways you can do it even cheaper. But yeah, I want him to experience those like little pleasures in life because I guess he's one of those people that he's always trying to think of ways that he can build, you know, he wants to renovate his property and he's like, oh, I'm going to allocate all of this money to renovations, but they're renovations that he's not even going to really use, you know, or things that he's not, it's not going to make his life better, you know, whereas like, I feel like if you thought about how can I spend money on things that will make me happy or bring me joy, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's good to think that it doesn't even have to be much. Yeah. Like you say, it doesn't even have to be much. Like it can be like even 10%, but at least a little bit allocated that you can reach your goals and also enjoy life along the way. Hmm. Very true. And what about you, Pablo? What about me? The next one is reviewing my budget, you know, earlier rather than later. So I've realized, you know, I think before I met you, I don't think I was really doing a budget. It was more like allocating and living below my means. But I think when we started to move in together and reviewing our budget, or you know, because we did not have much money at the time, and that was really good. So that was a good thing that I wish I did earlier. And, you know, look at how much money is coming in, how much money is going to be allocated to groceries and things like that. So that way it's good to have a target and it's much easier to follow rather than just going blindly and not seeing anything. And on top of that, with the day where we were not doing our budget and we just like, you know, go on free will. <laughs> yeah, well, Pablo, <laughs> the reason why Pablo said that is because he thought it was like, free wheels as in like free wheels like you're doing whatever you want but actually I I realized that he was saying free wheels and I said oh I think you mean free will you know and he kind of like was like oh sometimes like he doesn't quite get the translation <laughs> in his mind yeah sometimes I say I understand but I don't understand <laughs> but yeah basically we're like free will and you know that's when our budget was going out of control in a way so I guess reviewing it, even unconsciously, you're going to be more mindful of your spending because you know that at the end of the month, you're going to be sitting down right in front of your budget and be like, hey, Pablo, hey, Queenie, this is what you spend money on. And then it's like, okay, well, I'm not going to spend it because I don't want to see myself looking. Yeah. You know, so I think just these two things, uh, I wish I did it earlier and more regularly. Mm, yeah, it is confronting the first time you do it, but it's so good once you actually start doing it regularly. It is really nice and freeing. And if you're enjoying this podcast so far, don't forget to give us a follow so you don't miss an episode. And we will be back after this quick ad break. Thanks for listening to the ad break. My next point is to invest in quality rather than quantity, because I think that it really does pay dividends later on in life. You know, I, I think I used to be one of those people that would always, I pride myself on finding a good deal, you know, and um, when I was younger, I worked in retail and I just like learned all these retail hacks about how to get things as cheap as possible. So I would often be one of those people that would just be shopping for the sake of shopping and spending money for the sake of spending money and not really thinking about, do I actually need this? Do I actually like this? Is it good quality? 
will I even wear this, you know? And now I prefer to take my time before I make a purchase. And I'd much rather prefer to invest in a really quality piece, like the cardigan that I mentioned earlier, rather than buying like 10 cardigans with mismatched colors and funny shapes and that don't quite fit, you know, because I very much used to be, I guess, the person that would just buy random things on sale that I didn't even like. And nowadays I I really think about things. And I also think that sometimes it kind of, um, I think it's like a good mindset to have, like when you actually are able to buy the thing that you really, really wanted. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's just such a nice feeling when you know, it doesn't even have to be, I'm not saying you have to buy the most expensive, I don't know, handbag or watch or cardigan or whatever. It's not about like you have to buy the most expensive thing to feel good. It's more about like the one that you really, really want, you know, like the one that you really love in the color that you want. And sometimes it's not even the most expensive. It might just be like the middle option or a little bit, tiny bit more expensive than the cheapest option, you know, but being able to buy something that you really love is like just such a nice feeling. Like for example, um, I guess when we bought our Tesla last year, it was a really big decision for us because Pablo and I, like the car that we had before was 20 years old. It was such a bomb. And it was like, there were so many issues with it. We ended up selling that car to a scrap metal place for $1,000 because nobody wanted to buy it because there were so many issues with it as like a car. So we had to sell it for scrap metal. And um, yeah, I guess when we were weighing up which car to buy, you know, we, we've always really wanted a Tesla because we love it and we love all the features and we love, I don't know, the future and the eco-friendliness and like the technology, you know, and we knew that we would really, really love it and take care of it if we had it. But then of course it, it is an expensive purchase, you know, we really had to consider it, but I just knew that if we bought the car that we didn't really want, we would always be thinking, I kind of wish I bought it, you know, I kind of wish I did, you know, and it's not like you have to do that every single time, buy the most expensive thing, buy the most, you know, but I think every so often it is nice to be able to treat yourself, save up for something that you really, really love. So yeah, that's my point. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good point. And I guess uh, to come back to that is that you really need to sleep on your purchase to make sure you really, really want it. Because if you go, you know, to the shopping center or like a fancy shop and you're like oh I really love this bag that I just saw it's like you haven't really thought about it carefully so if you really think about it like give it a week a month maybe even more and then okay now I'm ready to buy it because every single day you think about it and you really want it then that probably justify that you really want it mm. but if you just see something and be like hey I want this I just saw it like then that's really impulse buy and I guess that's good to make the difference between both. Very true, very true. And sometimes, I'm not sure if you've ever had those situations where you bought the thing that you didn't really want, but then you later bought the thing that you actually really wanted later. And so you ended up wasting more money than if you just bought the one that you wanted from the beginning. Has that happened to you before? Yeah, it has happened, of course, you know, and now obviously you try to make it not happen, but sometimes it does happen, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What about you, Pablo? My next point is related to learning. And, you know, always continue to learn. You know, never stop to learn because otherwise you're going to be left behind. 
I was like working with someone that was really, really smart, you know, in one of my previous business. And basically the person was really smart. He was so good at selling and things like that, but he was never upskilling himself. And like, you know, from the last three years that we had the business, he did not really upskill himself in any of the things and he was doing the same pitch for three years. So the first, you know, six months, one year he was working, but the last year it was really, it stopped working because there was no new skill or new stuff on the table. So I guess I learned that, you know, you always need to upskill and learn whichever like domain you like. Obviously, if you like the domain, it's going to be much easier, but it's really important to keep learning and also see what's out there, you know. You want to make sure that the skills that you learn, they are useful in today's world. You know, like some people maybe have skills, it's very hard to monetize. So I guess looking at skills that you can monetize in today's world is really important and learn those new skills potentially. Mm, that's a very good point. I like that a lot. So I guess yeah, looking at, you know, what's out there in terms of like new skills to have and also like always keep learning, never stop. You know, like, uh, I think it's important. It is very important. And it's also nice to know that you are improving every year. You know, I, I think it's a nice feeling to know that you're getting better at something, you know, like progressing in your skills. And that's why it's so important to find something that you actually really like doing, you know? Yeah, for sure. What's your next one, Queen? My next piece of advice to my younger self is to start investing early you know, and setting aside some money each month, whatever it is, even if it's $5, even if it's $2, you know, I think it's really, really important because I feel really grateful for the position that Pablo and I are in now. And I think that the only reason why we're here is because we started investing early and we started to build our wealth early and, and build that snowball. What's interesting I found is um, we've been tracking our net worth for the past two years and it's just crazy because you think that your net worth kind of builds in a linear progression. You know, a lot of people think that growth is linear and you think, oh, okay, you know, next year it's going to be incrementally better, maybe 10%, 20%, whatever, you know. But the, the crazy thing about building your wealth especially is that it's not a linear progression. It's actually a compound effect, you know, so it's actually an exponential progression. So you might start somewhere and you might start small, maybe with $5, but over time, if you do it consistently, those returns start building upon those returns that you made before. So when we were looking at our net worth and the progression over the past two years, it was not that long ago that Pablo and our net worth was only about $100,000 or it was actually a lot less than that when we first started investing. It was actually in the negative numbers. But when we first started tracking our net worth and our wealth, it was we reached the $100,000 mark. But what's crazy is that the next year later, we were able to double our net worth. The year after that, we were able to kind of like triple it. And it's just crazy now, like looking back that all of those things happened because we did start investing early. Like we were able to save up for our apartment and buy that early, investing in the stock market because the wealth that we have, a lot of the money that we have saved and invested, it didn't actually come from our own money. 
it, it actually came from those compound returns and like our money making more money. So yeah, it's pretty crazy once you start to look at the numbers, hey? Yeah, it's really interesting that it's not linear, but exponential. I guess it's hard, you know, in the brain to process. And that's why I guess you got to see it with your own number. And it's important to start very early, even if it's not much. But then you can see the campaign effect and then it's easier to add more money as you go. Then, you know, when you have lots of money, then it's a bit more scary to put your money there. Mm, very, very true. So, yeah, very excited about that. And what about you, Pablo? My next point is related to networking. And when I came to Australia, like a year after arriving, I was on a student visa to stay in the country, basically. And I was looking for a job to get a sponsor. And, you know, everyone's talking about like networking and things like that. And basically, and we're actually going there together, Kuni. We're going to these like meetups. Like there was this website called Meetup and they were organizing like meetup in Sydney all around the world. But we're going to these like tech meetup and things like that to be like, maybe we're going to find someone that can give me a job, you know, and <laughs> it just never worked, right? <laughs> the best thing we got out of those meetups was like maybe free pizza when they were hosted. But I guess now it's like really network effectively, you know, not just going on a random thing to think that things are going to happen to you, you know, really be targeted with how I spend my time or we spend our time and then do those things rather than being hoping that this event you're going to do this or that. Mm, yeah, I remember those events. It was really funny. <laughs> there was some funny events. Yeah, we just literally woke up and there's like this free pizza. And then there was this person talking about like a software that they would be launching or things like that. And every single week, it was the same story repeating. And we were just not progressing in life doing those events. Yeah, yeah. I think that it's much better to actually focus on yourself and what you're doing. And then... I guess people kind of like come as well. Like you start to meet friends or like people in the areas that you're working in kind of naturally, you know, but it only comes when you actually start with your direction and you know where you're going and you're on that path and people start wanting to join in on that journey, you know, and that's probably the best way to network. But yeah, we were very lost at that point in our time, in our life. Like we, we did not know what we wanted to do. That's true. But it's a good learning, you know. You you got to try to realize it's not right at, at the end of the day. Because if you just don't go there, and then maybe there is fear of missing out. Or, you know, you never know. Very, very true. Very true. And I want to end it with this point, which is: if it's not a hell yes then it's a no. And I think that this framework just can really help you get clear on what you actually want to do in your life. You know, because if you're not quite sure where you want to go, that's okay. But just start to think, is it a hell yes or is it a no? And I remember I started to use this principle when, I guess when I was trying to set up my life, you know, becoming a young adult. And once I left high school, I got into university, I got into a law degree, which I was really excited about. But then I realized, you know, it wasn't a hell yes. Like going into law was definitely not a hell yes. Even though all the signs pointed to, I guess, like it, there was just so much pressure that to finish your degree that you started to continue down the path that you've already taken. And um, yeah, I guess by just realizing it wasn't a hell yes, I didn't really, really, really want to do this. That made me kind of more comfortable with 
taking my own path, you know, and I think that, yeah, it's really important to, to consider it, you know, what do you actually want out of life? Are the things that you're doing, are they a hell yes or are they a no, you know, and if, if they're a no, it's funny, sometimes when you say no to things and no to opportunities, it kind of opens up more opportunities for things that you actually want to happen, if that makes sense. Because if you're just saying yes to every random opportunity and every random kind of request, you end up a little bit directionless, you know, and you you kind of start to become a bit unsure of what you want. But when you are able to say no to things, that's when I guess the universe starts to bring more things that you would actually want to say hell yes to. It's It's so bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, it's interesting. And I guess it goes to actually Marie Kondo. And her point is, you know, when you do decluttering, it's not about what you let go of. It's about what you keep. And it's what you say yes to. That's the most important. But if you say yes to every single thing, then it's very unclear where you want to go. Mm, very, very true. And you also start to kind of um, play by other people's rules, you know, like you start Getting your time is set by other people's agendas rather than your own. So, yeah, I would say it's really important to say no to things that don't really serve you. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I think it's important. You know, we were talking in the last podcast or a few podcasts ago about, you know, reading your emails like later in the day and not being ruled by other people if you can. And, you know, planning your day the day in advance so you know what you're going to do. And that's really the direction you want to take. Hmm. Very true. Very true. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We appreciate each and every one of you. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating and we'll see you in the next one. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.